Hello and welcome to the 40M News Podcast with your host, James Coppert. Oi, oi. Welcome to the 40M News Podcast. This is James Coppert. And it's still pretty weird out there, isn't it? Are you all safe and well? I sure hope so. Welcome to each and every single one of you. It's wonderful because the numbers have been creeping up each week. You're doing your job, you're spreading the word and letting other people know. I keep looking at these numbers and all these wonderful different countries from all over the world that are listening and wondering who you are. But whoever you are, welcome to the 14 News Podcast family. It's lovely to have you. And of course, you are very welcome. As I've said before, uh, some of these podcasts have multi-million pound media organisations behind them. Um, And this is just me. I record after work, after seeing to my kids, after doing the washing up, uh, do a bit of research every single day and then normally record kind of the early hours of the morning uh, just to get it out there to you. So it's just wonderful just to see these these numbers of these other human beings in the world that I'm connected to through this. And uh, you mean the world to me and I really do mean that. So thank you very much for spreading the word. And people are probably sick of hearing me saying thank you, but I'm going to keep saying it because I genuinely do mean it. Thank you. So um, it started as quite a slow week this week for 4TN News. Um, couldn't find many articles, but well, that's if you ignore a, a certain world leader's conspiracy theories that we shouldn't be scared of QAnon followers in paramilitary uniforms and with sub-automatic weapons. And instead that we should be shaking in our boots at armies of anarchists and with cans of soup. Now, and I swear this is true. I read this yesterday in the, in the news and um, I went shopping uh, in, in the local supermarket and in what's an anarchist with the, you know, par- paraphernalia and badges, circle days and kind of black clothing, etc. And guess what he bought? The only two things he bought were two cans of soup. I couldn't help but just stand there and giggle to myself. <laughs> but um, whether you love or hate Trump, seeing his conspiracy theories making the mainstream news headlines can make kind of the fringe seem less, well, fringy, which hopefully opens the door to more Fartiana being reported in the mainstream media, which can only be a good thing for us that are interested in it, isn't it? So so let's keep our fingers crossed. Anyway, this week we have got the usual UFOs, ghosts, some cryptids and some very strange kind of lines that have appeared on the beach. So without further ado, and just to say, if you listen towards the end, I will be also telling you about a very strange experience that happened to me um, this week, which I thought you would find very intriguing indeed. So without further ado, here is... This week's 40N News. A very sad story to begin with. Well, I think it's sad anyway. We've all frequently heard about the mysterious cattle mutilations happening across the USA and in fact the world for decades now. What takes these mutilations out of the realm of barbaric animal cruelty and into the world of Fortiana is due to the strange circumstances in which these mutilations occur. Many of you will already be familiar with these factors, but for those who are not, they include some of the following. Cattle have had external and internal organs removed with an accurate surgical precision that surgical experts have stated is to a level impossible even if performed by a top surgeon in a hospital theatre, let alone performing the operation in the middle of a field. And despite the huge wounds and lacerations occurring, there is never any blood left at the scene. To perform such an extensive operation such as this, it will probably take a surgeon a good few hours. However, 
the mutilations can occur in a very short space of time. As in, the cattle can be seen one minute, fit and healthy, and just moments later they are found dead with major surgery also being completed. Often the cattle's soft tissue is removed, so people describe that this is common with predatory killings. But the sites have been monitored by tracking experts, show no sign of human or animal footfall near any of the fallen beasts. Now, if all of this isn't peculiar enough, this common factor really leaves me confused. Often, the cattle are laying in a large cow-shaped indentation in the ground, which can only be described as being as if someone had dropped the huge beast's body into the field from a great height above. And of course, all of this goes on with our regular sightings of UFOs and black helicopters in the same area. Now this has been going on for decades with books written and hundreds of other podcasts that have explored this issue deeply. So so why are we talking about it today in the 14 News podcast? Well, the French media has reported that France has seen a sudden spike in the same phenomena, but this time it is horses that have been mysteriously mutilated. Not just in France, but in Belgium and in Germany in areas close to the French border. The reports state that no meat is taken and instead horses can be found missing, exactly the same as the cattle mutilations, their genitals, ears and their eyes all being perfectly surgically removed. French police have stated that they're looking for human suspects, not predators. And they've speculated that it could be Satanists, an internet challenge or even insurance fraud, although they have admitted that they do not have any idea of any suspects or any real motivations, and with the additional factor that the geographic spread of cases is far too large of an area for one group to have carried out the attacks. And now, to make this a really interesting coincidence. Being reported in separate to the horse mutilations, both French and Belgian media have reported that the countries, in the same time the mutilations have occurred, have both had the highest rate of UFO sightings ever to be reported to the authorities since records began. The French mainstream media has yet to take these two interesting factors and link them together to create one story, but let's be honest, the pattern is pretty hard to ignore. Of course, there is one alternative explanation that hasn't yet been explored, and it's rumoured that Tesco's were looking for ingredients for their new lasagna recipe. UFO conspiracy theory forums were all chattering this week. As reported in last week's show, 2020 QC broke the record as the closest asteroid to go past the Earth without collision. However, conspiracy theories soon appeared online stating that it's impossible to believe that a gigantic beast of that size could possibly, despite all our modern technology, creep into our universe and we not notice it beforehand. Unless, of course, it wasn't an asteroid at all. Linked into this conspiracy... Mysterious Universe reported their difficulty in believing that the Arecibo Observatory, which can withstand hurricanes and is maintained daily, was suddenly knocked out of commission because an auxiliary cable snapped. Now, I love a good conspiracy theory, but obviously as someone that's into Fortiana, I often get accused of being a little bit crazy for the things that I believe in. So while any conspiracy theory is cool, 
In order to believe it, you have to put it up against a simple logic test. So first of all, why would the observatory be put out of commission? So that no one could find out. Isn't it a government facility and bound by government secret disclosures as part of their employment? And then, if this was a UFO, why would it just fly by the Earth like a coronavirus cruise ship travelling past a port and not being allowed to dock? And no one else seemed to care that the other observatories around the world were still in full working order and what they observed was actually an asteroid. But hey, why let facts get in the way of a good conspiracy? But before the conspiracy theorists absolutely destroy me and leave me with terrible reviews, let's just say that it could all be a double bluff. By making it so obvious that it's a conspiracy theory and makes it look ridiculous, which makes us then believe even further that it was a UFO, because actually they're trying to make out it was a meteorite and using the double bluff to say it was a meteorite, but we can't expect it, but the other meteorite saw the UFO. And when they think it's a UFO and makes us think it's a meteorite, but us think it's a meteorite makes them think it's a UFO, and then double bluff it to make us think it's a meteorite. But the meteorite can't be a meteorite because it must be a UFO, because if they think it's a UFO, then we must think it's a meteorite, but we don't think it's a meteorite because we think it's a UFO. And I don't know, let's just go on to the next story. A North Wales newspaper ran a report of multiple UFO sightings this week. Lynn Murphy couldn't sleep and so was browsing her phone at 2.41am and noticed that at that moment her friend posted a photo of two UFOs on Facebook. So Lynn decided to get out of bed, look out her window herself and saw the same two UFOs. Lynn described the first UFO was in the now famous white tic-tac shape However, this one also had two black X's clearly printed on its underside. Alongside this tic-tac was another UFO described as the shape of a large orange glowing ball, a phrase often used to describe Donald Trump's fake tanned head. Mrs Murphy said that the UFOs changed direction far too rapidly to be a human vehicle and that both flying objects made no sound at all. These UFOs were also witnessed by four other people in the North Wales community. Also reported this week, an eyewitness tuned into a Cornwall webcam to watch a live sunset over a Cornwall beach when a strange glowing white disc appeared in the sky out of the sea. In the video, the UFO hovers over one spot before moving in a strange glitch manner to the left of the screen. It then hangs in one area a few moments before taking off vertically into the clouds not to be seen again. Also being reported in the news this week, a gentleman named Terry was filming the sun using solar filters on his camera when he discovered these enormous objects flying past the sun, almost the size of the moon, before spiralling out of control and crashing into the sun's surface. Now what is really strange about this UFO is the fact that, first of all, it looks like a ninja throwing star, but second of all, any substance known to mankind would have burnt thousands and thousands of miles before it even reached that level of closeness to the sun and yet this thing spirals straight into the sun's surface and remains intact throughout what on earth is it the chat rooms continue to debate also surfaced in the news a declassified soviet hydrogen bomb testing footage left ufo hunters excited as the footage seems to show two ufos shooting from the sky above the explosion For me, one of the most interesting things about UFOs is the link between UFO sightings and actions and our nuclear capability. One of the most fascinating and interesting UFO facts for me is reports from retired and current military personnel from all over the world that have reported UFO sightings directly above nuclear bases. 
Numerous countries have reported that these UFOs hover overhead and completely power down the facility, a feat that they say inexplicable and scientifically impossible to do, and yet it does occur. Normally to power down a base would take about 50 different steps, and yet this occurs with just, as if it's just one flip of a switch. The base then powers back up before the UFO then flies off. Now, is this a rival country's incredibly advanced technology proving that they can shut down our nuclear capability? Or is this a visitor from another planet telling us that they will stop us committing nuclear war? Further UFO news occurred in San Diego, where multiple people, while filming a thunderstorm, caught on camera a black disc appear out of the clouds. The black saucer comes from behind a cloud at speed and zooms downwards towards the earth before vanishing, followed by an ominous flash of lightning from the same cloud. Of course, with multiple eyewitnesses' statements being recorded, alongside large amounts of brilliant footage being taken, people have been clambering to give their explanation as to what this object flying through the sky could be. The majority of people think this is a meteorite coming from space before crashing to the earth. My explanation, due to it being a thunderstorm, is this potentially something to do with ball lightning. However, there's also, of course, many people that think it is a flying saucer. Can you guess what answer Scott C. Waring gave? Ah, dear old Scott. Of course, it wouldn't be the 40N News podcast without a story of Scott C. Waring, and this week is no different. The Express newspaper reported that Scott thinks he's found a giant alien skull next to a jar on Mars and he's frustrated that NASA are covering up the truth. In fact, Scott stated that it should be abundantly clear that NASA are lying to the public, with him then pretty much requesting that he takes control of NASA's Mars rover to confirm or dismiss his sightings, with of course NASA yet to respond. Now, there could be a giant alien skull or... There could be a rock that looks a little like a skull, the same as my microwave looks a little bit like my TV, but it's still my microwave. Last week, Scott thought that he found a giant's foot, so let's hope it's not the same giant, because first of all, he got legless, and now he's completely lost his head. Tune in next week to see what body parts Scott thinks a rock is next. Scott, in fairness to him, also made the Daily Star, who reported that Scott's found a secret entrance to Area 51 in the mountains using Google Maps, and he states that it also has ventilation pipes coming out of it as well. be interesting to see what ventilation pipes Scott himself has been smoking. English newspaper, The Cumberland News, ran an article this week about the Grey Goat Inn in Bagrow. Landlords Mr and Mrs Wood took over what they thought was an empty inn just ten months ago and have since found it has some haunting residences. Obviously during lockdown, business has been slow and the pub has remained rather empty, so the ghosts have then taken to entertaining themselves. The Woods reported that while in the opposite room they heard the sound of someone playing pool, or for our American listeners, billiards, and the distinct clunk of pool balls falling into the pockets, only to walk into the opposite room and find it completely vacant. The Woods are also repeatedly being mistaken into thinking they're seeing each other walk downstairs, only to find out that the person they saw is someone completely different and their spouse is somewhere elsewhere in the inn. The Woods say they're not unsettled by this and find it quite entertaining. But three people have also witnessed a full-body apparition of a male appear at the bar 
and then just completely vanish. Could this spike in appearances be due to the new keepers redecorating the space over lockdown with changes often causing an increase in activity in cases such as this? Proof that it's not only the top shelf that has spirits. Although Mr and Mrs Wood say they're happy to share their in with the dead, Mysterious Universe speculated that the UK's sofa workshop, reputedly the most haunted shop in Chester, may have closed due to them. Cheshire Live reported that the reason Sofa Workshop is closing is unknown, but it was frequently making the news due to the huge amount of paranormal activity occurring in the building. Reportedly, staff, even those who started as non-believers, would see a ghost moving along the floors. They would pick up the presence of someone in the room and frequently feel like they were being watched by unseen eyes. It was reported that a boy playing with wooden toys could be heard quite often on the floors above, when no one else was in the building at the time. Some staff said they were quite comfortable with the ghostly goings-on, whereas others left and would not set foot in the building again. Back to pubs and bars, and Forbes magazine this week reported of the strange goings-on at Lafitte Bar in New Orleans. Not once, not twice, but dozens of times have people seen the same residual spirit of a sailor or a pirate walk along the shadows on the century-old floorboards up to the fireplace before taking residence and resting to warm up. Also seen are a pair of red eyes hiding in the darkness of the room, which apparently looks straight into your soul before fading away. The bar also has a little help of getting rid of customers at closing time as well. The article reports that several men have been sat at the bar when the night is drawing in, when they are apparently joined by a lonely and desperate ghost of a lady who reputedly took her own life while lodging upstairs. The rumour has it that she joins them at the bar, talks very animatedly to a prospective date, before said prospective date then leaves the bar screaming. Hmm, I wonder if she's good looking, and can you get STDs from a ghost? Pretty much everyone has heard of the Black Monk of Pontefract at 30 East Drive, Pontefract, West Yorkshire, UK, said to be one of the most active locations in the world, and it featured in two paranormal news articles this week. First of all, the Yorkshire Examiner reported that a chap named Kyle Fowler and his friends from Leeds visited the home and had a go at mirror scrying. This technique is where one stares into a mirror and asks a spirit to make themselves known. The group reported that Kyle's face apparently started to morph before their eyes into that of an old man before changing back to normal, possibly of the monk himself. What the article doesn't state, however, if this was an improvement for Kyle or not. The second article presented evidence that paranormal investigators Pete Bolton and Rob Hughes managed to capture at the address. The pair caught photographical evidence by taking pictures of the same mirror as the previous article, but this time, as well as the reflection of the investigators, there is reflected what can only be described as a scary demonic being staring right back through the reflection and into the camera. I personally, however, don't see what all this excitement is about. This is exactly the same image that I see reflected first thing in the morning every single day. Another article appeared in the UK press this week was in the East Anglian Times, which reported that a church wraith is repeatedly being witnessed outside of 15th century ruins of St Andrew's Church in Covehithe. The female wraith is seen wandering the church's grounds on a night, and if this isn't spooky enough, when people see her up close, they realise that she doesn't have a face. 
People say they also feel a presence in the church tower where strange sounds, which can't be accounted for, are also heard late at night in the dark. An interesting story appeared in the news this week of a mystery occurring on the Canadian island of Haida Gwaii. On one beach, the entire area was laid out in rectangular grids. The almost perfect lines had been formed into boxes drawn using ground-up white shells and goes on for almost 100 metres. There have been a number of hypotheses as to how these lines are formed. One university claimed that this must have been done by human hands, but locals state that it would have taken an incredible amount of time to complete and they surely would have been witnessed in the process of doing it. Another idea was that it was created by a phenomena called square waves and these are the tide lines left on the shore after the square waves have deposited the white silt onto the sand and they're in a square due to the waves' movement. The First Nation people have denied both reasons and they have stated that this is being created by a supernatural beings who regularly feature on the islands. What do you think caused it? Send me your theories to 4TNNewsPodcast at gmail.com. That's 4TNNewsPodcast at gmail.com. And I will read out the best ideas on next week's show. And now a story that isn't for the squeamish. A Russian lady decided to sleep outside in a backyard but had to be rushed to hospital as she started to choke and struggled to breathe. Video footage emerged that has gone viral from the hospital, which shows medical staff removing a live snake from out the mouth of the woman as they recall in shock as to what had gone to hide inside her throat. I hope none of you are listening to this just before you go to bed. If you are, do you sleep with your mouth open? And are there any spiders or beetles that are scurrying around your room? <laughs> Sweet dreams. And now for the final story in this week's show. Nothing seems to divide the 4TN community and opens oneself to more ridicule than the belief in the huge smelly ape-like humanoids with giant feet that roam our ancient wildernesses. Well, thank goodness then that we finally have some solid hard evidence to prove their existence, which ran in multiple news outlets around the world. And what is this hard evidence? Well, a flag in Garrison Cemetery in Columbus, Ohio, USA, was found shredded and then braided, and all because a young Bigfoot needed to practice their braiding skills. This led to other reports in the area feeding to the media that locals have often had Bigfoot sightings and then found that their horses' mane and tails have been braided. And why is this? Well, psychologists are a bit concerned that Bigfoot has OCD, and despite these beasts having been able to avoid capture and leaving no evidence of their existence for centuries, they now can't walk past a member of the equine community without stopping to give their mane and tails a good old braid. (music) 
Well, that's it. Another show complete. It's a good one, isn't it? There's been loads of news this week. Really exciting. So if you see any news, especially if you're from a different part of the world and see something in your local newspaper and you want to get it sent in and get a shout out and have it read out, please email the 40nnewspodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you have any comments or questions, I will try and read them out. And as promised, I'm just going to leave you with something strange that's occurred to me this week. Now, I'm not shy of anything that's uh, strange and paranormal that goes on. I seem to attract it a little bit like a magnet. I've had it all my life, which is why I got involved and interested in this type of thing in the first place. But this story, so what happened was uh, a friend of mine had some quite sad news. So I went round to his house to, to comfort him on Monday night. When I returned home, I found a lighter on the middle of my bedroom floor. Now, nothing peculiar about this, but I don't smoke. My children don't smoke and they also don't go in my bedroom. And I got changed in my my bedroom before I went out and that lighter was definitely not there. I've got one lighter in the house, which I've had for about eight years, which I used to light my candles. So this lighter kind of just apparated out of thin air onto my bedroom floor, which is very peculiar. But anyway, I told my friend this the next day. Uh, I rang him up and said, um, explained, you know, that I came home and this lighter was just in the middle of my floor and I haven't a clue where it came from. So with this news, he was shocked and said, James, you would not believe it. After you left last night, I went back into my living room and on the mantelpiece, there was a lit candle, which definitely wasn't lit before I left the room. So is this the lighter that lit the candle? There's some sort of message from the other side. Who knows? But it's awesome all the same. I love it when stuff like this happens. But anyway, that's it for this week. Please do get in touch. Please share it, rate, review. Um, if you think my jokes are absolutely corny and I should give up and just tell you the news, then tell me that. If you like the jokes, then tell me that as well. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's still very new, still getting used to it all, but I really do just appreciate every single one of you for tuning in. So thank you so much. Um, yep, 40nnewspodcast at gmail.com. I've also set up a Twitter account. Um, you can find us on there and on Facebook as well. Um, please do spread the word and uh, leave a review and just get in touch. I really would like to hear from you just to get some feedback and know if we're going in the right direction or not. Until then, I feel like I need a catchphrase at this point, uh, something that I say to play out on. Has anyone got any good ideas? Let me know. Um, otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope to have you all again next week. Stay safe, everyone. Much love to each and every single one of you. Peace. <laughs>